Recorded live at Talks and Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go from the Talks and Tastings Studios. This is the Clerical Errors Podcast, the podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. This is Bullhagen. This is Berg. And this is Vicker. Peter's here. Hey, Pete. And uh, we're at, guess what? Our Christmas office, time. Our office Christmas party. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve. It sure is. We actually is. had it on Christmas, kind of, which is strange. We're not usually on time with that. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't we dead on last year? Wasn't last year actually on Christmas? Am I crazy? Or was that? I don't, I don't remember. It's a good question. Hmm. Yeah, it was. Last year, we were dead on Christmas. Wow. I mean, I assuming we put the episode out on time, which I think we did. Oh, we always put it out on time. We always put something out, so. Yeah. One of my favorite Christmas party episodes we had is, remember we tried to redo the 12 Days of Christmas song? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I do remember that, yes. (laughs) It kind of worked. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, first of all, it's Christmas party, so what are you guys drinking? Uh, Uh, Some Spayburn scotch. Wonderful. I've got Glenn Fittich 12 year, as as usual. I have sparkling water. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Pretty lame. Oh, I, I wanted to get into the Christmas spirit, so I, I made myself rum and coke in a solo cup. Nice. Because it's a party. Ah, a Christmas Living spirit for the Christmas dream. spirit. Well, Dear hey, I, I do want to say I really have an exciting announcement. I found some lutefisk at the store. Wow. And I am going Ooh. to eat that on Christmas Day using a traditional Norwegian... Uh, a, tr- a traditional Norwegian recipe, so it's going to be rad. And Vicar was forced to share his expensive Glenfiddich with you. <laughs> <laughs> I do it gladly. See, tis the season, right? Merry That's Christmas. Right. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. So, because uh, I want to get right into this, because I'm excited for it. Okay. Because we are, because we're not in person right now for Christmas, because we're recording it ahead of time. Haha. Um, we can't do our gift exchange this year. Not in the same way, right? That's true. Peter, I'm, I'm noticing what's happening here. He, he's doing what I do. When we give presents, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm like the little kid and it says, open the present I got, open the present I got you. Open <laughs> the present right. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we got to fit it in the show. We got a lot of, lot of a content lot of content, for Christmas yes. episodes, content. so we have to get into it. If you're, no, if you're wa- looking for the around. deeper meaning of Christmas... Come back next episode. Well, listen to the end. <laughs> well, Come to the service tonight. Well, yeah. Well, it sure yeah. is deep in here. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, what we have done in clerical errors fashion is rather than getting each other gifts, we have come up with gifts we would have given the other people if we could have. Correct. And I did a top 12 list and then... Uh, like five minutes before I came into the studio, I thought, oh, we have to come up with presents. But I got something here. <laughs> <laughs> does that sound like and me? I, that doesn't sound like me, does it? I did write about the same thing. Okay. <laughs> so what we did is, this is, well, Hannah will understand this, is we promise a lot of gifts, but we don't ever carry it out. Yep. We're right? not like God. He's faithful. Us, and, not so much. Right. And if you remember... Uh, there was a dedication once where, where I told my beautiful wife on our 25th anniversary to go to Walmart and and uh, 
pick out a card, right? <laughs> That's and right. Imagine it came for me. So we don't have to spend the money on the card. Because when you think of the gift, it's the thought that counts, right? Kind of like Indeed. I annoy my family because they all want me to add a Amazon wish list. I don't like that. <laughs> right? Does that, does that annoy the family, Pete? We've been through this, I think, on the podcast. Okay. All right. Anyways, so we have what I would have gotten you gifts, but Berg and in clear Berg fashion actually got us a gift. So we'll save that for the end. We'll save that one for the end. So, so we're doing a what now, I would have gotten you gift exchange here. <laughs> Vicar, why don't you go first? Yeah. Well, we'll uh, yeah, we'll go one by one around the room. Yeah. yeah. So like one gift and then we'll go one gift. Okay. Oh, no. I think we have to do them all at once. All at once? All the Vickers gifts. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. You're the producer. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. I, I got what you're saying. So, I guess I'll start with you, Bullhagen. All right. So, knowing you are the the avid reader that you are and the lover of classical literature oh, that yes. you are, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought only fitting to get you one of uh, the best of the greatest uh, Russian literature by getting you Dostoevsky's 1,056 page tome, The Brothers Karamazov. Ooh, that's awesome. That is a Great good gift. That is a good one. I tell you, is it as, is it as I, good I thought as you were going to go, I thought you were going to go with Tolstoy, War and Peace. That was, I almost did that. Yeah. I thought but about Dostoyevsky it. Dostoevsky is better. I agree. Does it come yeah. in one volume or does it, do they kind of separate it out? You like can get it in four volumes, but generally it comes in one. Yeah. The War and Peace, cool. that'd be too cliche. Like, that's that, right. That's one everyone would be expecting. Right. You got to spice it up a little bit. Right. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Is it, did they make that into a movie? I'm sure somebody did. <laughs> okay. I'll I know, you know War and Peace has, has been adapted. Hasn't it? Yes. Oh, for sure. Yes, it, has, it must have been. Yeah. You know, so you could always go watch that one. It was the best of movies. It was the worst of movies. <laughs> I think that's Dickens. <laughs> a Tale oh. of Two Cities. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> ah, close enough. <laughs> Obviously, Only, I right, need that next gift. Only a true classic fan. <laughs> I just hurt Berg internally. <laughs> that, that's okay. You hurt the people that you're closest to. <laughs> All right. What's your next gift, Berg? All right, so, Berg, since uh, you are the living, breathing podcast dictionary, I thought I'd get you the uh, the current Webster's New World Dictionary. Oh, nice. Yeah. The gender neutral one? That's right. Since it's the current one, it's all gender neutral. Womp, womp. It might, <laughs> it might, it might help me fit into this modern world better. Which is, it's pretty good, because I would bet money that Berg has sat down and just read a dictionary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, is, that is not incorrect. <laughs> yeah. So does it have woman in there? I'm kind of curious now. <laughs> yeah, sure but the definition a, is only somebody who defines definition. themselves as a woman, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting because Webster did some weird things with his dictionary. Like, he changed acre around and theater you know, so the British spell it a particular way. Yeah. Webster actually changed it. So that kind of talks about some different spellings that we I, Americans have that the Brits don't have. It's kind That's of why sounds I like... say we could remove the C from our from our lexicon. The letter C should be removed. Let's swap it out for K or S, depending on what sound it makes. Well, K actually fell out until mm-hmm. Middle English. Um, King was originally spelled with a C. And child was spelled C-I-L-D. And so in Middle English, they added like the ch sound because C could make a s and, you know, ch sound. And so 
it got really confusing, so I had to add letters. Sounds like a power trip to me. <laughs> like I'm gonna I'm gonna define yeah, all it, these it, words it, for everybody. Yeah, it's all a conspiracy. Right. Everything's a psyop. <laughs> Can you imagine how annoying Webster would have been as a friend? Like, actually, he was actually, actually kind of people. Yeah. Right. He he actually was. He was he was kind of a, a jerk. <laughs> there, there's this book called The Battle for the Dictionary, I think it's called. So Oh. I read it back when I was in Cheyenne, so mm, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So Peter, you know just as well as I that we will never be able to afford a home in our lifetime. So That's correct. to help out with this. I would have gotten you a year's subscription to Andrew Tate's Hustler University. Wow. Wow. I mean, you could dream big. You could have gotten him a house. Well, yeah, hey. I was going to say, you could have gotten me a house. I thought that's the what you end were goal say. is to get you in your own Bugatti. So, oh, okay. That, that was the joke there. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize it'd be lost to everyone. <laughs> uh, you're good. You're good. Yeah. yeah. Who, you know, teach a man to fish and all that, right? That's right. right. And, yeah, and yeah. for me, you can get me a meme dictionary to put a couple of these together. There you go. Yeah. Maybe some of those are in the Webster's from Berg. He can let you borrow some. I, maybe Riz is in that dictionary, you know? Oh. I think they added that this year, yeah. That would be busted. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to say that, am I? <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely not. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. I, do you want to go next? Bull yeah, I'll go. I? Okay. Uh, I've actually included not just us. Hannah, what I would get you is a box of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of cookies? Snickerdoodles. I would go with Snickerdoodles. And and, and I'd also get her her our uh, one of my my favorite of our t-shirts, one of our favorite, the Chris Christian t-shirt. Because I know how oh, much yeah, she loves Chris area. Christian. Oh yeah. Oh, of course. Yes, with the exit number taped on. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, for Vicar, I got you a black coffee cozy. So what it is is <laughs> whatever drink you have, you just put this cozy in. It just looks like you're drinking black coffee. That's amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> nice. That way, you know, you can drink whatever you'd like without any kind of retribution or judgment. You know, yeah. I, I imagine at the seminary that would be also, also very helpful. That's why I like the, the opaque hydro flask, yeah. Oh, there you go. It's helpful. But it looks like you're just drinking black coffee. and I'll get it, tons of use out of it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, you would. You would. <laughs> um, the For the Baron, our super fan, I would get him the t-shirt we owe him. Because <laughs> <laughs> we still owe him a t-shirt, don't we? He, he's going to make a song. It is not a we situation. Oh, I owe him a t-shirt. <laughs> Let's be very clear. <laughs> All right. Uh, Berg, you're hard to shop for, right? I know. Awfully hard. So I would get you the dude in wax, a wax sculpture <laughs> of the dude. Nice. I like it. Life size, one to one. A actually, one of my uh, buddies from Iowa, Alex Post, he sent us a Christmas, or Christmas ornament of the dude. Oh. So I put it on my tree. That's awesome. So uh, people who know you, they think, oh, okay, the dude. There's any kind of dude merch. Uh, at some point, by the time you're you're done on this earth, you'll probably have a little a bit of everything. That's true. I still have that portrait hanging up in the laundry room. Right, kind of like a fr I got a friend who was bored out of his mind at his grandmother's house. This is when I was a kid, so he put a puzzle together, and then his grandmother thought that that meant he really liked puzzles, which he didn't, <laughs> of course. And so, like every year, 
She got him a puzzle. His, his, so yeah, his other cousins got something cool. He got a puzzle. He got a puzzle because Grandma well, knew how much he liked a puzzle. What happens if that was a psyop though? Like she knew that he did it just because he's, you know, he was bored right. and like did this like and kept the scam going year after year. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. I, She's I would playing four D chess. Yeah. <laughs> 40 puzzle, really. Anyway. <laughs> and Peter, what I would get for you is a a buzzer, a just stop buzzer. <laughs> right? So that you could just, when I see that, rather than having to do the, I have me to notice the look on your face of when we're going mm-hmm. too long and being annoying, you could yeah, just yeah. hit your just stop buzzer and, and we would get, we would get the hint, but I wonder if it was just a buzzer that just said "moving on." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what I would get. That's uh, awesome. I hope you enjoy your black coffee cozy. I will. Thank you. <laughs> it's funny. I was I was thinking about doing something like that myself. I was right there with you. <laughs> I, I pivoted last minute. So all right. So I've got my gifts, Berg. Um, I know you have, like Bullhigan said, your hard man to shop for. Uh, I know you have many and varied interests. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff going on, but you also have a kid. It's true. So those interests can only take up so much valuable space. There's stuff everywhere. You, you know, it's, wherever you've got it, it's got to pass the wife factor. She's going to lose it if it's there's just a bunch of stuff on the kitchen table, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what if you could put something out on the kitchen table and then cover it up for later? Color so me intrigued. I would have gotten you a really premium dinner table with a hideaway game surface. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. That's no, fancy. That is, that is fancy. Man. No, that would so be great. So you could put any game or puzzle or book or whatever and just cover it up. I think my wife would even like that. Right. I, a couple of yeah, things. That's that's pretty awesome. A couple of things I, I want to say. First of all, Peter and I have literally had this discussion behind your back, Berg. <laughs> where we said, where we said, okay, he knows all about movies. He knows about all about books. He knows all about history. And then well, I think what put Peter over the edge is you started talking about gaming. And mm-hmm. Peter's like, how do you have time uh, to do all of this and game and know all those things? Uh, is that we've had that discussion? Just, just the way it, just the way I work. <laughs> Some people remember the things that they read. And the other thing I would say is I remember uh, when before uh, his lovely wife and before uh, the whole family thing, going to visit him in his house, and there was just books lying everywhere. <laughs> there still are, just not as in just not in as many places. Okay, <laughs> I have my one little corner that I can <laughs> stack my books. So for Vicar. Um, I know you're working really hard on your vicarly duties and all that. You're doing everything you can to improve, become a pastor one day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I noticed you had a bit of a weakness, and you know I'm all about kind of helping with your your path to becoming a man of the church. So I got you, or I would have gotten you, a book, and this is this book is <laughs> animal sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Learn the sounds that animals make. Oh, that is awesome. Because he has great. refused. That's great. <laughs> For ages one and up. <laughs> hey, that's me. He qualifies. I am up. <laughs> Thank you, so, Peter. Uh, yeah, that's what I would have gotten you. By the way, Vicar, I had something that didn't make the cut for you. Okay. <laughs> and it was a 
a sleeveless shirt. You've been working out now for a few months. Mm -hmm. It's getting close to the time to lose them sleeves. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. If you're if you're not ready to lose the sleeves, you're not working hard enough. Just turn an old Thrivent shirt inside out and cut it off. Right. I'll have to reconsider my <laughs> lot in life. Take something basically useless already. That's right. <laughs> uh, and then finally for Bullhagen. Yes, my son. Uh, of course, you know, of all the people in this in this room, I know you the best. That is um, true. And I know, I know you spend a ton of time in your car, right? Right. Part of the job. You got to be all over the place all the time because you're a pastor. Now, we Bullhagens, while not rich by any means, we have a kind of a discerning taste in cars. Is, would you say is that correct? Yes. Yes. We love yes. sedans. Sedans. And we like to get like, you know, 10-year-old luxury vehicles. Right. 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 You know, especially like I think between the three of us, we've bought three Lexuses um, in the past 10 years or so. Right. And I had the, so, the Aurora that uh, 15.0 had during the podcast had to go out and start a couple of times so my battery wouldn't die. That's true. I, Luxury. I remember those times. Good times. Uh, and as we know, in the past, you know, you 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 had your, your old Lexus um, and then went to my brother for a really good deal. And we're not upset about that at all. And uh, <laughs> and then you got a new one. Not a new one. A 10-year-old one. A 10-year-old one. Well, yeah, that's but a, new. A that's for us. That's one, new. Right. right. Yeah. yeah like, lived in. One. Lived in. It's lived a new old one. stock. I've convinced myself that it's practically new. Although, I did heat a deer. So. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Did you? Yep. I was on I my way that. back from the airport at like 1 in the morning. Uh, So... Uh, about uh, five miles outside on Highway Three. Oofed up. So I didn't know that. I'm sorry. That's kind of right. So maybe I can help you then in okay. that case, because what I would have gotten you for Christmas mm -hmm. is a really good deal on a 2011 <laughs> Lexus ES350. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Nice. I, that's a really good deal. Wow. That that's a that is about as much as I would give my favorite son. Yeah, yeah. I got. I, I'd probably get you a silver one. I think that looks pretty cool. Oh yeah. Got a few miles on it. Needs a little work, you know. Right. But it's a really good deal. Well. So that's what that's that's what I got for you guys for Christmas. Thank you, thank you. I I am very appreciative of your passive aggressive gift. Yeah. <laughs> So, like so usual, enough of this fake gift nonsense. So, like usual, I can't follow <laughs> instructions very well. So, I've been saving this since the end of September because I wasn't sure exactly when to to do this. But we actually had a listener from the show who is a behavioral analyst. She, uh, this this person, actually uh, so analyzed me. So, I figured that is my gift to you, and nice. I figured we could get a. Uh, a chuckle or two out of it. So. so, so a listener of the show who does this for a living analyzed your personality. Yes. Was was this solicited? It was an idea, and uh, <laughs> I I didn't think it would actually happen, but it did. Oh. So you know, I, I mean, I know. would love for the rest of us too. So you know, maybe maybe the listener will do the same for the rest of us. Kind of. There you go. Late Christmas, early Easter gifts, right? All right. So. So with this in mind, then, uh, who would like to read this? Oh, I think Berg has to read it, right? All right. So 
So this, this listener begins with the functions of behavior, sensory, attention, escape, tangible, and then with some definitions here. So multiply bye, bye, control. Wait, 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 oh, wait. Before you get into this, uh, what uh, royalty-free Christmas tune would you like to have underneath it? Uh, I will let it be dealer's choice for uh, for Peter. Whatever he can <laughs> All right, find. I'll find that something is. that you'll approve of. It'll be rad. <laughs> so, all right, all right. So, the analyst begins with some definitions here, which is good. So, multiply controlled. This means that your behavior meets multiple functions at any given time. For example, you might get coffee in the morning because you like it. That's tangible, and you and might want to be late for work, which is escape. So what is reinforcement? Reinforcement increases the future frequency of behavior. Reinforcement may be positive or negative. Positive is an addition of something like, that is food, items, or praise. And negative reinforcement is the removal of something adversive that increases behavior. Think of every time you get in the car and hear the dinging and you buckle, or you take medication for pain or a cold. Okay. So, extinction. That sounds ominous. A behavior previously meeting reinforcement is no longer receiving reinforcement. For example, an annoying parishioner calls you every day at 10 p.m. You answer the call. The behavior has been reinforced. They start calling every night at 10 p.m. You decide you are no longer going to answer. They call you five times in a 10-minute period. That is extinction. Yeah, yeah. So what she's saying is you're really good at multitasking. You're good at rewarding yourself. And uh, unless things happen too much. Yeah, so this is, these are just definitions of the, some of the terms that the analyst is going to be using. Oh, okay. so, so this So this person was given examples, basically. Okay. Okay. So here's the analysis, and you guys can all make of it what you will. Berg is a mighty fortress of neutrality that irritates his band of merry men. I'm not sure that's true, but. In behavioral training, being neutral is of the highest order. If you're neutral, you win. That's true. He's so neutral, he's irritating. Okay. Why? <laughs> Why is this so irritating? Because he's putting his co-workers on extinction. So I'm not reinforcing either positively or negatively your actions. Actually, extinction- I, I got to stop there. Okay. This is, okay. Actually, this is actually true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because... You're very highly opinionated, but not always when we want you to. <laughs> like, so for example, my la- last top 12 list, if the listener listened, uh, I would ask for for feedback. Nope. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> and by the way, in, if, I'm, if I'm looking into myself, was I confident that I was doing great? No, that's why he asked for feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great because the listener doesn't hear that. I cut that out every time you do that. Okay. <laughs> now they know. Now they know. A behind so the color moment. So I sound moment, confident, right? right? Yeah, of course. If only we could do that with Vickers in real life. Yeah, really. <laughs> I'll just edit out what you just did, Vicker. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. So I'll continue. Extinction is turning off the spigot of reinforcement. You're done. Make no mistake. This is dangerous. Bullhagen, Peter, and yes, even Vicar will go through an unpleasant extinction burst. You may hear them say, this no longer works. We'll have to try harder. Or what's wrong with you, Berg? 
They may even forget to remind you about the podcast. Or they may try something they've never tried before to see if they can break you down. If you continue this course, they will stop, but if your neutrality fortress crumbles, you will, be, you will intermittently reinforce Bullhagen's behavior so hard that Bullhagen will get a high more than any cheap addictive stimulant he could get at Walmart or an Iowa back alley. <laughs> Okay, let's stop there. Wow. wow. <laughs> See, Bullhagen, I'm saving you from yourself here. Wow. You're welcome. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, uh, she, This behavior analyst must have heard the podcast where I mentioned that uh, talked about my ADHD and, and how effective certain stimulants are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Iowa back alley. I've, that's not I've done, something I've done. All right. Continue on, Berg. <laughs> okay, behavior is multiply controlled, so while Berg is neutral, he is also task avoidant. He escapes a lot of the conversation with short, short quips. Berg, everyone who listens knows you're a walking encyclopedia of information. I presume that most listeners want your feedback, so reinforce your listeners and their behavior of tuning into the podcast each week will increase. There you go. So, okay. Wow. All right. We have a quote from... B.F. Skinner at the bottom. When you run into something interesting, drop everything else and study it. Oh, so. That's interesting. There we go. You should study it. Yes. <laughs> well, I have been the studied one at this point, so. That's right. <laughs> well, Skinner mostly studied rats, so. Well, you know, <laughs> rodents and humans aren't, aren't the Skinner too box. far apart, you know, so. The Skinner box. Everyone right. has to have a hobby. <laughs> so you have been how did that how did that make you feel when you read it? Did you agree with it? Yeah, I think that's probably pretty on par. Right. Do we say this no longer works or we'll have to try harder or what's wrong with you, Bird? <laughs> <laughs> Those feel like we must have said them at some point and right. they got Bull, picked out. Yeah, Bullhagen has. So I mean I'll say this no longer works, but it's usually about the segment, not just Berg. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are times where since we're having a motif, moment of honesty and good communication is very important to, to healthy relationships, right? It is. There are times where I've wondered now, okay, which Burke are we going to get today? <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel a little schizophrenic, I guess. Or, or uh, what is that? Uh, multiple personalities? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm just like an onion, man. I got layers. You got layers. That's right. That's right. I think the it's it tends to be morning versus evening recordings too. I think. I think we uh, we have better Berg in the evening. That's because I I just don't care enough anymore. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you, Berg? Uh, I'm gonna so, the, but this is this sidebar. is professional, right? This is a professional analyzing. Yep, you, this is somebody who who does this for a living. So wow, and they they listen to the show. Yep. Okay, I might. Wow. This might be helpful for for helping Vickers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I I'm scared to what this person would say about me. I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of do actually. <laughs> they're doing your markup right uh, now. <laughs> right. Right. I'm scared too because you only get like the mean producer Peter on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All the listener hears is me just like roasting you guys, basically. <laughs> it's and, all and awesome. The, the, the rare time on the pad, podcast that I actually get upset, people love that. It doesn't happen very often. 
It's true. Kind of like when we guys cleaning out the church library. <laughs> you know, it's amazing how that's always a task, right? <laughs> right. It's always a task. Everywhere you right. go, it's like you just got to like. <laughs> and like I'm like, you mean you your... want me to read this to see if we should keep it? <laughs> I already know it's not any good. <laughs> we don't need any more Amish romance novels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, that did create a ringtown for me, that, that whole episode, because I, I did the rage reading of, of poems that became nice. a metal song. That's my ringtone. That's awesome. Right. Which is fun as a pastor when you when you hear, you know, and then it's like, yeah, somebody died or something. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So not as bad as the old family feud fail noise. <laughs> That's I mean, right. I think we've told, I think like, we've told that story. Have you heard the this story, Vicar? Before. I don't think so. So, you know, I have an affinity for bizarre ringtones, right? I have. Yes. I have figured that out. I had... For my ringtones, for my text message, I had the uh, um, Price is Right feel horn. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I get a phone call on the landline, right, where where someone wants to get married. And every past, a lot of pastors have gone through this where they're, they want to, they, they drove by, they looked at your church building. Ah, uh, okay. And, and giving like 100 reasons why... I shouldn't do the wedding, like a hundred reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the, we want the service to include this, this, and this. This is like first meeting, right, on the phone call. Mm-hmm. And just let's just say there's a hundred reasons why I should do this, right? And so this is on the landline at the church, and I have my phone sitting on the desk, like facing me. Mm-hmm. The, and it was one of the rare times where I actually had the sound on my phone. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I like, t- turn it off for visits, and I never remember to turn it on. Right. And so I get this, I get an ant question. So could you do the wedding on this date? And just then I get a text. Boom, 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 boom. Oh. <laughs> I said, no, I can't do it. <laughs> and it was like audible on the phone. That's awesome. Because she didn't know how to respond. And I didn't know how to respond. It was awkward. <laughs> and I'm trying to keep it together. <laughs> And thankfully, it was not someone who was a member of our community that would be angry at me. Mm-hmm. They just needed someone in this area, and they drove by the church, and it looked nice. Okay. Anyways. That's funny. <laughs> Where was I going with that? Um, You were talking about ringtones. your ringtone. No, I think I don't think you're going anywhere. Okay. So, it's do you guys want to do the text for today? Uh, or do you want to stick with Christmas? I've got this top 12 list burning a hole in my pocket. All right. Let's okay. do top 12. <laughs> <laughs> so right. well first of all i will say this like pastors you shouldn't need our help this time to write your, your christmas eve service it's right? christmas yeah, yeah i mean if <laughs> if you can't preach this one you probably should go back to seminary so i've got a top 12 list peter play the intro enough nonsense it's time for bullhagen's top 12 all right Vic was looking at you like you took his job. Yeah, I was about to say it, and then you said it anyway. <laughs> they took our jobs. They took our jobs. All right. <laughs> what just happened? It's a South Park reference. Okay. So uh, this top 12 list is... Um, I can't help it, man. I'm the best. It was right there. <laughs> See, now he's opinionated. <laughs> That's right. You just had to bring up cartoons. <laughs> 
So, uh, Berg is rubbing off on B, and and uh, a love of tradition is starting to, you know, mm-hmm. and he brings up all sorts of old traditions that no one does anymore, but are important, like Ember Days. <laughs> I do what I can. And and so, uh, these new tr- these traditions had to start somewhere, right? Of course. Right. Someone had to start them. And so, I figured, why not us? Why can't we be the voice that starts new traditions? Yeah. Be the change that you wish to see in the world. That's right. That's right. So that that reminds me of Jurassic Park. You know, just because you can do something, you never ask, should you do something? That's right. <laughs> and, and for most most traditions, they don't actually think about, hey, we should start a tradition. It just people do it. But but this is uh, and, and listener, if there's any of these traditions that that uh, you would like to see or maybe will start, just let, let us know. Because then they could say, uh, this will go in the history books, right? Right. This tradition began. This tradition brought to you by. Yeah, from the Clerical Heirs podcast, circa so where can, 2023. Where can they get a hold of us, Vicar? They can email us at clericalheirs.org. Sorry, feedback at clericalheirs.org. I forgot which side of the Clerical Heirs the feedback came on. They can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash clerical errors podcast. And they can also tweet at us. At me, bro. At clerical errors. He. P for podcast. I'm sorry. I just had to hold up my sparkling water to my ear to make sure it wasn't an old one. In case you're wondering. I was. I thought, yeah, I wasn't sure what was going on there. I thought you were trying to make a phone call. All right. So I have 12 brand new traditions that I would like to see started around the, the <laughs> Christmas season. That I think would be helpful and fun because part of it, they have to be fun if anyone's going to do it, right? That's right. So so these are t- top 12 new Christmas traditions that I think should be started. Make sense? Yes. What do you think about that, Berg? It sounds fabulous. All right. Look at that. He's learning. <laughs> He's learning. That sounds okay. All right. <laughs> Number 12. Adopt a seminarian. Um, so... So the seminary already has this, right? Yes, they have student adoptions, right? Right. This is literally over Christmas break, mm-hmm. adopting a seminarian, like staying at your house. Take them you into your home. You feed him, right, and his family. It's, it's kind of like, you ever heard the concept of a temporary call? <laughs> yeah. Right? It's kind of like that without the theological implications. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> This person is your son, your child, and sometimes grandchildren uh, during the Christmas break. And and it kills two birds with one stone. One is someone will, we have a lot of lonely people out there, Mm -hmm. right? So they they have that opportunity to to have someone come over for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And the other stone is the vicar gets fed. Always a plus. And if they're single, they have actually a place to stay. Instead of the dorm, and uh, it's a win-win. So you actually, over Christmas, you adopt a seminary student over Christmas break. Do you know anybody that would be helpful for, Vicar? I know plenty of single guys who would love that. All right. Do you think that would be helpful, Berg? Y- yeah, I think it'd be helpful, but like they should have to do something. They yeah, do yard kids, work. So, yeah, they got to do the you know the the snow plowing. Right. The, uh... Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, there's got to be some sort of... Well, it's adoption. They're going to be their children, so they're going to do chores just like any other child would. Yeah. 
A lesson yeah, on vocation. I like that. Exactly. There we go. It's a vocational understanding. Yeah. Clean out the outhouse. Oh, like a rent a son. Right? <laughs> <laughs> rent Yeah, rack, rent a child. Right. Number eleven. An angel flash mob. Yes. Okay. So uh, the night that that our Lord was born, he had some unsuspecting shepherds out in the field by themselves. Mm-hmm. Angel came and angels like uh, and to quote the King James, they were sore afraid, right? Mm-hmm. So what you do is you get a bunch of people together in a couple of vans, and you, you go out late at night, typically probably in inner city, when you find just someone like out at a bus stop by themselves. Mm-hmm. Or at a back alley. Right. And, and then uh, all of a sudden, everyone jumps out of the car with bright lights, angel costumes, and a loudspeaker. Singing the song twos. That's right. Yeah. And then it's, and once they're completely frightened, boom, you disappear. No, you hand them a chick track first, and then you disappear, right? A what? Chick tracks? I have no idea what that is. Oh, never mind. I got nothing for you, man. Sorry. You don't know who Jack, Jack Chick is? The chick That's, tracks of the yeah, 90s? The, yeah, these are like the Baptist ones that you hand out, and yeah, right? Oh. Right. Yeah, he made a bunch of like handouts. That, if you Google chick tracks, it'll come right up. No, what, okay, what you do is, yeah, you, you, have, you hand them a business card of the, <laughs> of the local Baptist church. That's right. So you don't get blamed for it. <laughs> so, so your number 11 is to conduct Christian SWAT raids? I'm not sure what that is. No, it's, it's surprise evangelism. Right. Yeah, yeah, in, in, in unmarked black vans with really bright lights on one person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. that's you not have, illegal, it is have, it? You have to do what you can to recreate the glory of heaven itself. That's right. And if that means floodlights on the top of right. the van, that's what you right. got to do. That's you. you, you can get a chopper to get a spotlight going. Yeah. Well, Why and not? then you could have get someone... one to hold a big old star, right? W- well, like... or you could have like angels like tied to the chopper. Yes. There yeah. you go. Now you're you know? thinking. But just I I got this planned out. Imagine literally carrying this out, though, right? Like packing up in cars, seeing someone at a bus stop, and then all of a sudden, surprise, and then leave. I can't right. prove it, but this feels illegal. <laughs> this feels, listener, if you can tell me what law this right. is breaking, please tell me, because right. I'd love to know. But as I think about it, <laughs> the person's probably either homeless on fentanyl if they're out <laughs> late at night, and they would go tell someone, you would not believe what happened to me yesterday. <laughs> Number 10. Number 10 is a Travisburg New Word Advent Calendar. So every, That's every, awesome. Every day you open it up a little door, and Travisburg will teach you a word that everyone should be using. Oh, Would that's kind of nice. You like that? That's I wholesome. should actually just do that. Yeah. Well, that's where it had to start somewhere. There we go. And, so I got to make uh, Advent calendars every year? You could have like a mini power trip that Webster had. <laughs> There Someone's go. got to teach him what Gaudete means. That is Berg's correct. Words. Number nine. All right. So this next one has two veins to it. It could go one of two directions. Okay. A living nativity wrestling tournament. Okay. <laughs> what? Because we we already know that. <laughs> what? What is Ric Flair going to reprise his role as like the leader of the wise men? Okay. God's elbow. <laughs> All right. So, so, so there are two. The reason why I say there's two veins, right? 
I mean, because there's two kinds of wrestling. Right. Right. You could have just like the regular, just general wrestling weight classes, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you have the, the wise man edition weight <laughs> class, and you, have, you work your way up to camel, right? Okay. Or it could be full-on, like, real wrestling, right? Yeah, real wrestling. Right. Yeah, real wrestling, yeah. Yes. Right. Professional. The, the, the Magi tag team, okay? Yeah, against the Bushwhackers or... Well, no, it would be, it would be like Frankincense versus... Mur. <laughs> Do not be a, afraid to take Mary as your wife, brother. <laughs> or, or you know, the Christ child doing the tombstone on The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. See? All right. See, you're, you're, getting, you're getting this. Right? That's drama. Instead right. of folding chairs, it's just a manger. Right. Yeah. Or, okay, now that we're, t- we're, we're kind of talking this out, okay, this is, this is I've, I've narrowed this down, okay? So this is what's going to happen. Because wrestling is rigged, right? You're just telling okay. me this for the first time. Yeah, yeah. You, you what? I, wrestling is rigged? Right. And I have a feeling that our super fan is somewhat surprised by that. But <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless, okay. So this is what you're going to do. You have to rig it. So what you have is uh, the nativity stars like beat the fake Christmas stars, right? Okay. So you have, for example... Uh, the headliner is Jesus versus Santa, right? Mary versus the little drummer boy kind of a thing. <laughs> right. J- Joseph versus the snowman. <laughs> right? Yeah. What do you think, Berg? Is this going to catch on? Well, I mean, they need to do something because I'm not sure how popular <laughs> professional wrestling is anymore. Oh, you'd be surprised. Right? Biggest it's ever been. Really? Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Huh. Well, All right. do it. All right. Do you, which is your favorite so far, Berg? Which one is um, the one that you really will think will catch on? Which one is speaking to your heart? <laughs> which one do I think has the most benefit for the church or the one that... It's <laughs> <laughs> a great caveat. I mean, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, or the well, one I... that I think would be the most interesting because I don't want to get arrested. So honestly, <laughs> the the professional wrestling one for general silliness. Okay. Is probably the same. Probably the most useful one might be uh, the Travisburg New Word Advent Calendar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might actually like help. Right. You know, as long as we can stick some Arcola in each one. <laughs> there you go. See, then people have you know, because I understand the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So you know, give them an extra earthly incentive. You open one of them, and it's just a really long tab from the box and it takes up the entire thing and it just it's anti-disestablishmentarianism there we go number eight just have an ugly chasuble party because instead of an ugly sweater party, right yeah <laughs> right because right now the ugly sweater only goes so far right 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 but ugly chasuble i mean you could make you, if, you, if you plan for this in advance you could have some pretty pretty ugly ones mm-hmm Hang on, I have to Google something. Okay. I'm not sure how many lay people could institute this. That might just yeah, no, be a funny. pastor thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, there you go. Girls, go to the girls section. <laughs> what? Yeah, see, in the up at the top, there's like women's pink. Yeah, there you go. Ugh. Right. Yeah, no, that's an ugly chasuble. Now, now, yes, I understand, Berg, that this is something only pastors would get, 
But here's the thing. If you have pastors compete against each other, but then you broadcast it, or you make like a circuit event, pastors having this, and then you have like a little cr- circuit Christmas party where the people from the various congregations vote on the ugliest chasuble. Yeah, so you are you, are you going to do this? Are you, are you going to do this? You should. You think so? Why not? You'd have to come down, though, Berg. Hmm. Yeah, I'd have to get some time, but... But then again, you have a, you have a certain segment that says, well, I think every chasuble is not necessary. <laughs> yeah, and they'd wear, like, a really nice one, right? Right? Like, right. out of spite. Like, right. This one's really ugly. And, and then the one pastor would be upset because, well, what do you mean? I rose, wore the wrong one for the wrong season. <laughs> We're doing. We're in Advent now. Why are you guys wearing the Christmas one? Oh man, number seven. The twelve days of absolution. Okay. So what this is is uh, the twelve days of Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. All right. This is uh, to work your abs. Oh. Oh, I thought you were gonna do like. 12, you know, like 12 days of Christmas instances of absolution or something. That's what I was thinking, too. All right. uh, On the seventh day of Christmas, our Lord Jesus gave to Mary seven (laughs) cast out demons. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is... Bullhagen, here's the thing. You can't bring this up and not have at least a couple for the song, right? No, I actually didn't think of a song. I was thinking of, of a work a pr- workout program where each day you do something with the abs so that so that uh, by the end of the 12 days, you, you're working towards a six-pack. I'm sure you could do something that makes it about a song, about the, uh, <laughs> the 12 the days of Christmas. On the first day of absolution, Cause it's you abs work your abs with solution me. To the listener. <laughs> yes. It's a solution for your abs is the idea. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. So, like, do you have 12 ab exercises? One-hour push-ups. Right. Yeah, it would be 12 days of ab exercises and, and huh. low-carb diet, probably. <coughs> yeah. So that by the end of Christmas, you're like, uh, look at my abs. You just want to be absolutely certain. Right. Boo. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Boo. Uh, All right, number six is one of my favorites. Number six. Clerical errors, New Year's resolution indulgences. Oh. So... <laughs> What happens is you think of what kind of New Year's resolution you would have done, right? Okay. That you know you're probably not going to keep anyways. Instead of doing that resolution, you get freedom from all of that guilt by sending through Patreon a gift to clerical errors. If you if it's a big resolution, right? Like, I'm going to stop drinking alcohol. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. And you don't really want to do it. That's going to be like a two hundred dollar gift. All right, clerical errors <laughs> army, you can do this. I'm I'm starting this, but the thing you're giving up or whatever for your New Year's and the amount will go to the council, and the council has to agree. If the council agrees, I will send you a certificate. Right. And by the way, and it, it's if you're a seminarian, let us know because we understand. We'll give you a discount. Right. <laughs> yeah, so so if you don't want to do a re- the resolution and you want to feel better about it, we're here to help. What else are indulgences for? Right. Exactly. Right. What do you think, Berg? Does that hold water for you? I think it's a great idea. 
I'd love to see the design for it. Right. And, we'll see and, if I have to make and one. And that way you don't feel bad about me. You, I mean, you're not going to keep you're not going to keep the resolution anyways, right? Right. And you're going to feel bad about it. Right. Why does might as well wipe away all right, that guilt. Right. You don't have to feel bad about it. Just buy a clerical errors New Year's resolution indulgence. That's right. There we go. Number 5. Christmas caroling. So I know that sounds like something that people already do, right? Right. Right. No, this is where you you go through the phone book. I guess that's <laughs> you're gonna call all the carols, aren't you? <laughs> right. Every every day, you call someone named Carol and wish him a happy bir- a happy Christmas. <laughs> happy birthday, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Uh, I like that. And if you if you catch somebody on their birthday, then you win. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so. you have to you have to host next year. It's like the Fat Tuesday thing. Right. You have to you find the baby Jesus. Now the problem yeah. the problem with this being a tradition, like year after year, at some point we're gonna run out of carols. <laughs> so, oh boy, there's gonna be like two left, and they're gonna get a ton of phone calls. <laughs> I'm sure they'll appreciate it. Number four. Snowflake painting. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. So most fl- <laughs> snowflakes I know have a lot of tattoos. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh. <laughs> I just made Peter uncomfortable. <laughs> Number four. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. <laughs> Number three. Bad Christmas program Mad Libs. Okay. So here's the thing. We've all heard, had to sit through bad Christmas programs, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. How could they not be improved by making that Christmas program into a Mad Lib? Right? You you have to explain. Do you know well, what I'm, I'm, you know what a Mad Lib is, right? No. <gasps> oh. No way. Oh. You found it. We have to do one right now. Okay. Yep. We we have to okay hang on I'm, I'm all right Peter's gonna hook us up here producer uh Vicar give me a verb run Bullhagen a person uh the Baron Berg do a noun water uh Vicar a person Peter Bullhagen a noun Monopoly game Berg noun a monkey Vicar a room in the house living room Bullhagen person Krampus Krampus who's your Krampus Krampus uh Berg food Lefsa. That's a fish, isn't it? No, that is a potato. It's a sweet potato pancake that you put butter and sugar on. Then you roll it up and eat it. Thicker adjective. Quick. Uh, Bullhagen adjective. Heretical. Berg, another adjective. Dry. Vicker scent. Musky. Uh, Bullhagen verb. Plagiarize. Berg, noun. Reindeer. Vicker, noun. Box. Bullhagen person. St. Augustine. Berg, a mode of transportation. A steam engine train. A vicar animal. Lynx. Uh, side note, what does a lynx sound like? <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen a lynx. Uh, Got to read the, the book. book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and bullying in the last book. but not least, <laughs> an adjective. Mortal. All right. So, Berg, we have just done a Mad Libs. I asked you for various words, and I started with a story that had blanks with for those words that you don't know besides the fact that it was a Christmas Mad Libs. So this is the story we have created. 
I'm so excited for Christmas this year. I have been doing a lot of running to prepare. I have already picked out presents for everyone. I got the Baron a water and Peter a Monopoly game. I wrapped their presents in monkey <laughs> and, and hid them in the living room so they wouldn't find them. Krampus and I made lefsa for everyone to enjoy. They smell quick. I can't wait to eat them. We picked out the perfect tree. It is heretical and dry and smells like musky. <laughs> it's my job to plagiarize the tree every day. <laughs> I've been hoping for a reindeer under the Christmas tree this year. I really don't want to get a box this year. St. <laughs> Augustine tells me I need to go to bed early on Christmas Eve so Santa can come. He's going to drive his steam engine train with his links and land on our roof. I hope everyone has a mortal Christmas. <laughs> nice. So, so, so yeah, what you do is, is fun. yeah, you take take a Christmas program that it's not so good and you make <laughs> it better by making it into a Mad Lib. That's nice. Good. That's a long like explanation for it. <laughs> Number two. Uh, I've kind of, I kind of like this one too. A, uh, but I, I'm not sure exactly my wording. If it should be Miss or Mrs., maybe Burke can help me out with this, right? Okay. CTS Miss Mrs. Mary pageant, <laughs> where we're at the seminary. Uh, you have a pageant of all those who might play Mary that year. <laughs> like who looks? I think I think Miss would probably be the best. Okay. If they're gonna do a Miss Mary, then they also have to do a Mister Joseph, and then right. Yeah. And, oh, and then and then put them together. That's no. right. 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 I, At that point, it's I, been ordained. I, I, I kind of like that. <laughs> Do you like that? See, the thing is, though, I've picked up on over the years as a vicarage supervisor <clears throat> is that uh, that some wives, just between us here, mm-hmm. are and everybody um, listening, are <laughs> passive aggressive competitive. No, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so tell this this has a chance to get a little out of control, right? And it probably means that. Very few people will be at the uh, annunciation service, <laughs> but <laughs> oh boy! But yeah, so every year at the seminary, you have a pageant, like you know, like uh, I had a vicar who was in Madison, Minnesota once, and there they had a Miss Ludafisk contest. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, there's always like a Miss Pork producer, right? Or you have County Fair, mm-hmm. right? Well, this is a Miss Mary a pageant, and and every year the, the some wives compete to be who is Miss Mary. What do you think, Berg? Uh, I <laughs> I don't know what to. Uh, <laughs> you you um, don't you want you want me taking the heat for this? Is that it? Well, you know, would you have entered for it to be Joseph? Maybe hey, maybe you get to be Joseph next to Mary's. You know, that'd be pretty cool. Well, you know, I wasn't married at that point, so you know. Right. They're all, they're all there to get MRS degrees anyways, right? Right. That's right. Because some wives are generally judging each other anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so who would be the You're the telling me this for the first cele- time. <laughs> who would be the lineup of celebrity judges? <laughs> Matt Harrison. Dr. Scare. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Harrison, Dr. Scare, and who else? Dr. Pusher. He's the director of the Deaconess studies, so 
Dr. Busher. Uh, I feel like you need somebody out of left field, though, right? Yeah. Wham the third. Oh, I was going to say, Dr. Nays. No, you'd have to have a price in there, wouldn't you? (laughs) All right. Uh, Just a rotating seat. (laughs) All right. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So so that is uh, number two. And number one. Being on the one-year series, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've learned to to appreciate pre-Lent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this tradition is on the eve of Epiphany, uh, because in this new tradition, pre-pre-Lent begins with Epiphany, mm-hmm. and so on the eve of Epiphany, you have a pre-pre-Lent Eve Vesper service. <laughs> that's okay. all. Okay. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then you have the vicar preach. Right. I thought you were going to yeah. make some joke about the, the naming and circumcision because that's that's the reading for the day. <laughs> that's that's what I was thinking, too. That's what I was like, yeah, we make the vicar preach. <laughs> that was kind of anticlimactic. Hey, hey, well, you know, hey, Vic, you know, vicar can always say, stop cutting the epiphany short. <laughs> 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 Uh, all right so that's my list vicar which of these do you think will take off of all of these which one do you think has a possibility of really taking off i think the one that most likely to gain any sort of like public notoriety would be number 11 or i don't remember which number it is but the live nativity wrestling was that number 10 Uh, yes uh, live uh the living nativity wrestling tournament was nine. Okay. And uh, the angel flash mob was eleven. Yeah. Out of all of them, I think that would be the one to get the most public notoriety. Because that that's the most likely to be go viral, right? Exactly. I mean, you remember how big flash mobs were ten years right. ago. Yeah. Right. It's a way of become going viral and letting the world know that you love. Right. And just like the LCMS, we are always ten years behind the curve. Yep. Ten. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe a little farther. <laughs> Berg, do you have any of that you think will catch on? I think they all equally have a chance of <laughs> how neutral reshaping <laughs> the the religious and cultural climate of the Midwest. Just the Midwest? You don't think it'll break out? Uh it might. I mean, unless we do some real mission work to uh Connecticut. <laughs> sure. I mean, well that's you just gotta, it. You this think, will be right? the mission work to Connecticut. That's right. That's where we're, where we're hold the first wrestling tournament. <laughs> there you go. Out of the three Lutheran churches in Connecticut. <laughs> Pretty soon there'll be a fourth. It's funny because like Connecticut has like three Lutheran churches. Wyoming has 80, and it's the least populous state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, listener, let us know which one you plan on starting. Uh, I, I, If you were to ask me, I think the listener should start the the clerical heirs new year's resolution indulgence i think that sounds like a great idea i think that would very easily become a family favorite (laughs) so all right well merry christmas and thank you for listening this is bullhagen this is berg and this is vicar and may christmas come upon you like a flash thank you for joining us this podcast is available on itunes google play spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts Questions, thoughts, concerns, 
You can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. On Twitter, at P for podcast, or email us at feedback at clericalheirs.org. Thanks for listening to Clerical Heirs. See you next time.